Welcome back to Bell Cartel Radio. This is your host, Carly Bell, and this is episode number five. This is our first episode of 2021. Fingers crossed, guys. I I have no promises for you and no insight, but my fingers are crossed. I don't know how that will help, but here's to looking to maybe July 2021. Maybe that will be when life starts to go back to normal a little bit. Um, But yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you had a happy and healthy holiday and that you celebrated the end of just the worst year ever, I think, for a lot of people. Um, But yeah, we're moving on. So I'm going to be looking back on some of my bizarre travel stories because the one thing that I miss the most about normal life, I mean, actually, it's not the one thing. There's a lot of things that are kind of equally tied. But so one of the top things is the freedom of traveling and not, you know, being worried about what what could happen, who you could get sick, if you could get sick, if you would spread it to someone else. The new anxiety of travel for me, it sucks because I was already the kind of person that, you know, I was like dry heaving before I would get on a plane because I was so anxious just in general So now being in crowds and stuff and just the hustle and bustle of traveling with all people around you and in closed spaces, I just feel like I'm going to freak out the first time. I don't know. Hopefully it won't ever be as crowded as it was. I mean, I guess it probably will go back to being the same, but who knows? For now, I'm just looking back on the memories of the times where I just traveled without a care. You know, I wasn't worried about wearing my mask or if someone's breath particles were going to go into my eyeballs and the good old days, you know? So this is like circa 2018. I'm going to tell you guys some bizarre travel stories. So if you don't know, I went through a little phase in my early 20s when I turned 21 for about two or three years where I was just traveling like every single month um mainly to like the caribbean islands so you know i haven't hit europe yet that is definitely on the bucket list but i'm just such a beach ocean classic vacation person like that's just what makes me happy is to wake up on an island and go snorkeling and eat food and just lay on the beach so i did a lot of that um in my early 20s because that's just what i wanted to do with life so I had some, you know, really great experiences. I learned so much from going to different places. Let's see if I could name it all off the top. Um, I should have written this down. Again, I don't do any notes prior to doing my podcasts. Can you tell? Okay, I'll do it like this. I know the timeline. So the first place was um, I went on a cruise. So we'll start out with the cruise because that was for my 21st birthday. I turned 21 in March and we went on our cruise in April, my boyfriend and I, and that was our first big trip together. And we went to, we started out in Miami. So we flew to Miami, hung out there for a few days before, which was fun, pretty regular. And the whole thing was that we needed to bring, can I talk about this? I don't know. What's the statute of limitations? (laughs) I feel like it's fine. I wanted to bring weed with us, of course, on our vacation because how are we going to enjoy our vacation if we can't, you know, go a little high before we go to the buffet? 
So the goal was to get weed in Miami from a friend of ours and then bring it with us on the cruise ship so that we could, you know, smoke on our balcony. That's what we were thinking we would be able to do. So we end up putting the weed that we get in Miami into a shampoo bottle. And that was our first mistake. Okay, so the cruise was going to Aruba, Bonaire, Curacao, and Haiti because uh, I believe it was Royal Caribbean. They own a little beach area in Haiti. So you don't really go to the real Haiti. It's just the part that the cruise ship owns. But that was one of the stops. That was the first stop. So we get on the cruise ship. We have our weed packed in our shampoo bottle that has shampoo in it mind you we put it in plastic bags and then put it into the shampoo bottle which I will not blame my boyfriend that was completely my suggestion and I was just like very nervous about it even though we were bringing like literally not even enough for us to smoke a little tiny bit every day so as soon as we get on the boat I'm like we should probably get it out of the shampoo because I'm worried that it's going to leak through the plastic bag And he goes into like the little cruise ship bathroom. If you've ever been on a cruise, the bathrooms are like, it's just ridiculous actually how small they are. It's insane. I'm sure if you pay a lot to stay in one of the nicer rooms, maybe they're bigger. But I've been on two cruises and both of the times the bathroom was like the size of a closet, but not even. So he's in the little tiny ass bathroom and I'm just unpacking. We had just gotten in the ship and we're in Miami. The ship is about to pull out of the cruise port and just as the boat like beeps its horn and starts to pull out and he is in the bathroom taking the weed bags out of the shampoo we get a knock on the door and I'm like oh my god so I'm thinking maybe it's just them like dropping off like a welcome thing or I don't know welcoming us so I just like kind of open the door casually and right away I realized like this is not a welcome gift it was like a sailor cop type of guy like he didn't I don't know he looked kind of serious and scary not like one of the nice cruise ship workers that was just there to like be nice to you like he seemed more higher up like he was there to enforce something and he said are you smoking in your room and I was like no because of course he had not even removed the weed from the shampoo bottles they were still in the bags covered in strawberry flavored exfoliant shampoo I don't freaking body wash I don't know why we picked that still just the smell nauseates me to this day but anyway we hadn't even gotten it out of the bags yet and he said are you smoking in your room and of course I played it off and was like no no I I was not smoking you know it must be one of the neighbors and he says oh well your neighbor called and said that it they could smell smoke or some smoking coming from your room And I was like, oh my God, well, that's not me. I mean, my boyfriend's in the bathroom, but you know, he's a, you don't want to go in there. He has, you know, he's on the, he's on the toilet. And he was like, okay, okay. So the guy leaves. But the whole time LK is like listening at the door, like, oh my God, are we about to get kicked off this cruise ship before it even starts? And he comes out and we just realize like, we are not going to be able to... (laughs) get away with this in the way that we thought because for whatever reason our neighbors somehow like I think the vents the way that the ventilation system worked as soon as he had the fan on in the bathroom and like took the bags out it just made the whole little bathroom smell and it went right into the other room because I couldn't even smell it outside that I mean 
maybe I'm not the best person to ask because I'm not very sensitive to it because I smoke it so much. But I couldn't smell anything. But the neighbor literally called us out. And he was like an older guy. We were the youngest people on this cruise ship. Honestly, I would not recommend going on a cruise ship like if you're the type of people that want to I mean, honestly, anyone under the age of like 30, even like under the age of 35, if you're going as a couple, I mean, I guess it's nice that you could just do your own thing. But there's so many just like families or very, very old people. There's almost no, you know, younger adults. And so that was very awkward. And I feel like we really stuck out because of that. Also because I was walking around in a freaking G-string thong bikini in front of all these like old people and families. It's all I packed. I mean, I'm thinking I'm going to curse out in Aruba. Like it's okay if my butt cheeks are out, right? Um, no. All these people were in like full spandex body suits, like swimming with white t-shirts on type of people. No judgment, but you know, we looked awkward together and LK and all his tattoos and it was just a scene. So we had so much difficulty smoking on the ship that we just decided we wouldn't smoke on board. We would only smoke on the times that we got off the ship and went on to the islands. So <laughs> the first night we did walk around the boat late at night because there was like a smoking deck for cigarettes. So we went up there. But if you smoke blunts, you know, they don't necessarily hit like a cigarette. And when you're on a boat in the middle of the ocean, it's very windy. So it was almost impossible for us to get any like good hits off this blunt. And we were just dying to smoke and enjoy ourselves and eat the food. And being such a pothead, I literally can't eat unless I smoke. I mean, I just don't feel appetized. I felt nauseous because we were on the ship. So sounds like such a first world problem but anyway the first night on the boat was not great so we woke up the next day and we docked in haiti which was freaking amazing it was so incredibly beautiful it looked like a painting i want to go back there so bad it was amazing so we docked in haiti and as soon as we got off the ship we like walked as far as we could like around the area it's like a big beach and They have zip lining and water slides and then they also just have like areas you can float in the water like sun chairs and then they also have this like stone old rock wall like walkway that kind of goes up through the hill and the mountain off of the beach so you can walk around and see the view. So we went on a little hike and found a spot. We took some pictures. If this was a YouTube, I would be like insert here. And we took some cute pictures, we smoked our blunt, and we could actually enjoy it because it wasn't windy. So that was amazing. We were smoking in Haiti, on the beach, we went and had lunch. Amazing first day. Okay, so the rest of the cruise pretty much went like that, us not being able to smoke on our balcony at all because our neighbor was just out there all the time. I think he was speaking French or German, but they were always out there yelling, like, It was just not possible for us to go out there and smoke, unfortunately. I wish he was the type of neighbor that we could have just been like, you want to hit? But he definitely was not that kind of guy, unfortunately. (laughs) So we barely smoked in the room. We smoked on all the islands, which was great. Um, I hope that I don't get in trouble for that. I'm sure I won't. It was very innocent. Um, And so after we went to Haiti, we went to Aruba. So Aruba was amazing. We went on a little... 
snorkeling excursion, which was incredible. I think that was our first time snorkeling. I believe it was. And that's what really like turned us both into snorkeling fiends because we went and saw this like old uh, plane that had crashed into the water. So you could snorkel over the plane. And then we went and saw this like army ship that was giant and we snorkeled right above it. And it was just so amazing. So that was really fun. And we walked around Aruba, we smoked and got some souvenirs. That was great. Okay. So then we went to Curacao. So Curacao was beautiful, very crystal clear waters. The town was really cute. It has all different colored buildings and houses. All the different houses are like bright pinks and blues and minty greens. It's beautiful. So we went to a little beach club in Curacao. We did some swimming. And after that, we went to get some souvenirs at a souvenir shop. Long story short, in the souvenir shop, we we basically are buying something for every member of our family. So we have about 15 things ready to buy, like all these little souvenirs. And we walk up to the cashier and we have like our backpacks on because we went out for like a little, you know, day trip off of the boat. And LK like turns and knocks over like this little whatever, a little crystal jewel thing, like a little, uh, a little jewelry case, like a little earring case, a little jewelry case that's shaped like a, I don't know, a sea turtle or something, some little souvenir thing. It probably cost $3, like $10 if she wanted to rip us off, you know? And so then when I put everything up on the table, she like, we dropped it and then we picked it up and we were kind of like, oh, sorry, like didn't mean to break this, but we're about to buy whatever, $70 worth of things. And then she says, no, you have to pay for that too. So I say, okay, well, how much is that? And then she said, $40. Like this thing was not 40 it was not $40. I'm telling I, there was no price tag on it, but they were like maybe $10 at the most. And that would be a ripoff. It was the size of two fingers. And I'm like, I'm about to buy all this stuff. You're not going to charge me $40 for it. And it's broken. Like I'll pay $10. You know what I mean? This woman starts yelling at us, like really yelling at us. And I'm like, honestly, I'm uncomfortable, babe. Let's go let's go let's go like dragging him out of the store he's like no it's fine like let's just get our stuff like we're not paying 40 and I'm like no we're just gonna leave I don't want any of it so then that pissed her off even more imagine we broke something and then we don't want to buy it and then we're not gonna buy all the other stuff so we kind of like scurry out of the store we're like never mind bye bye sorry bye I'm not paying for that she throws the freaking broken jewelry thing. She throws it at us and it sh- like shatters on the sidewalk. Like she missed us, but she threw it at us and was like chasing after us and like throwing things. So we like run down the street. We're like running down the street in this island. We have no idea where we're going. And we just keep running and running and like taking turns. And like we realize she's not chasing after us anymore. Of course, she probably didn't even start to run. She just came out of the store and just kept yelling. So... Once we got away far enough, we were like, can you believe that that just happened? And still to this day, I'm like afraid to go back because I'm like, they probably have posters of us up in all the gift shops. But so we did not get any souvenirs from Curacao (laughs) and our family did not get any Curacao souvenirs either. Sorry. 
So after Curacao, we went to Bonaire, which I feel like that is the kind of island you don't even hear of unless you go on a cruise. And that's why I'm thankful I did do the cruise first because it opened my mind to going to islands and, you know, trying out different places other than just like Cancun or Miami, you know? And we went to Bonaire. So Bonaire is super south and it also has a little tiny, um, what's it called? A nature reserve island right off of the coast that's called uh, Little Bonaire in English. I don't know what the real name is, but basically it's Bonaire and Little Bonaire. So our cruise ship docked in Bonaire. It's a very tiny little island. The license plates say, uh, I believe, Diver's Paradise or Scuba Diver's Paradise because there is so much like wildlife and fish and sea turtles and sharks and everything you can imagine. They have it in their water. It's really beautiful. So we took a little water taxi over from the mainland of Bonaire. Well, the mainland, but the bigger island. And then we took a little water taxi to Little Bonaire, the little tiny nature reserve, and they just drop you off. So on the nature reserve, like there isn't anything. There's nowhere to get food. There's no bathroom. It's just an island with a beach and you can just hang out there. And then the water taxi will come back. Like I do believe there's a boat that comes by and offers like lunch or something sometimes. But so we were only could only be there for a few hours because then we had to go back to our cruise ship. So we're taking all these pictures, like doing a whole photo shoot because it was really amazing. It was a nature reserve. So there was no, you know, human made things. It was so natural looking and it was really spread out. There weren't a ton of people there. So we were able to take some really sexy pictures, got really into it. Oh, I, they were fire. Were, okay, keyword. Because then we take the water taxi back over, we leave, we're about to get on the cruise ship. And as I'm like sitting there waiting for like our ride to come take us back to the cruise ship, I'm looking through the photos on the camera. Tell me how I fucking click delete all. I deleted all of them. Literally all of them. They were also the photos from the day prior, which was Curacao and Aruba. So I only ended up with the photos that I had taken on my phone. And at the time, I wasn't really using my phone because this was a couple years ago. So the iPhone wasn't as great. I used a camera for almost all my Instagram pictures, my YouTube, everything. So yeah, that I literally wanted to rip my own hair out. I was so upset. I'm still upset to this day. I'm like, babe, we need to go retake that trip because I fucked up. And of course he doesn't, you know, even care. He's like, it's fine. It's fine. I'll keep it in my memory. We're always going to remember this. And I'm just like, no, what you don't understand is that the whole point of me coming here, well, at least 50% of it was for the goddamn Instagram pictures. And now I have none. (laughs) Another first world problem, but I was really, truly upset. So then that was the next bad thing that happened. And then after that, I think it got better, right? So we went to Haiti, Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao. And then we turned around and went back to Miami. We stayed there for a few more days. And that's what I mean by we were just in the travel bug. Like if we were going to take a trip and go on a cruise and we had to like fly fly to Miami to get on the cruise ship, we were like, well, why not spend a week in Miami before and like a week in Miami after? Because I was just so hungry to like get off of get out of the town where I'm from 
And because I didn't buy a house yet, I didn't have an apartment, I was just living with my mom, I had the ability to just take the money that I was making, spend it on a vacation and go. And I really do look back on those years and I cherish it so much. I'm so lucky that I was able to do that because, oh my God, obviously everyone loves going on vacation, but I'm just, I think I'm just one of those people. I'm obsessed with traveling, waking up somewhere new, like smelling the air of a different place, really feeling the water, the ocean, being in the ocean in different places. I love that. That's my like little passion in life. Okay. (laughs) So next let's get to the worst situations the worst ones um I would say these two are I guess they're kind of tied I would I'll save the worst one for last the most recent so after we went on our cruise we came back home for probably two or three months hung out made money and then we went to St. Martin so we went to St. Martin It was incredible. St. Martin will always have a special place in my heart because it's just such a fun island. It's so diverse because you have the French side and the Dutch side. I went there when I was a little girl on my first cruise when I went with my family when I was like 10. So I felt like it was going to be exciting to go back there as an adult and see it again, which it was. And I really could remember a lot of the little things just because it was such a... I haven't been there since the hurricane. Um... But it was just such a memorable place. So we went to St. Martin. I was really excited. Um, We actually ended up making friends there that had ties to where we're from, which that was just crazy. It was just one of those small world moments. Like I really feel like St. Martin is just was meant to happen and I want to go back soon. Um, So we went to St. Martin. We were staying in this very nice little hotel on the beach. Super cute. And we had made some friends, right? So our friends, um, they had some uh, marijuana for us. So we got some weed <laughs> and we had it out on the balcony, you know, getting it all prepared, rolled a blunt. And then we, you know, put all our stuff inside and went out on the balcony to just like smoke a little. And then we were going to go down and get dinner, like in the hotel dinner area. So we go out on the balcony and like shut the door tightly because of course we don't want it to go into the room and smell in the room. I mean, keyword, tightly. So guess how tightly we shut the freaking door? So tightly that we were locked out on the balcony. Yep, locked out. And there was weed all over. I mean, not all over, but like the whole, it was literally just sitting right on that like the hotel type coffee table that they have in there, like just right on the table we're right standing right there looking at it we can't move it or hide it we don't have like any way of calling anyone so we're just like standing on the balcony like waiting for someone to walk by and then luckily it took like 20 minutes like we're standing out there like kind of panicking like okay it's pretty late at night like are people gonna be out right now like (laughs) Is anyone going to walk by? Our neighbors are going to hear us yelling like maybe if... And then so LK was planning to just... We're on like the third floor, but there's kind of like a roof jutting out from like the first floor that he could hypothetically, if there was a fire and we were going to die, he could jump out the window and jump onto it and then maybe jump down to the ground. He might even break an ankle, but it would be better than burning, but not just to escape because we were locked out on the balcony. Like that wasn't necessary to me. We didn't have any shoes on nothing. I don't think he even had a shirt on because it was like 80 degrees and humid. I'm in my bikini. So anyway, we luckily see this 
young man who works for the resort walk by and LK yells to them, come here, come here. We're locked out on the balcony. Like, please, like if you guys can let, can you come get us? Can you come get us? Because we're just thinking if it's this young kid, I mean, he must've been 18, not even, um, we're like, maybe we can pay him off and we'll be fine. Like we'll give him a hundred dollars and he won't have to like, you know, get us in trouble for having weed. Like that's what we were concerned about. And so long story short, we're like yelling down to the guy and we tell him because we just feel like just a comfortability with someone who seemed that he was our age. And we're like, we don't want to get in trouble. We were trying to smoke. (laughs) And so he's like, okay, okay, I got you. I got you. So he comes to our room and we see these two guys walk in. It's the maintenance guy and it's him. And he comes to the room and they walk in like they clearly look at the weed on the table and then they see us like standing there like looking through the glass and they open the door for us and they're like, oh, what's up? What's up? And so then we end up paying both of them and they dapped us up and then they left and that was all good. So it could have been worse, but it was really panicky for the first like 20 minutes because I was like he's gonna have to jump off the roof right now or they're gonna come in here and they're gonna like arrest us which now that I look back I'm like you don't have to be that worried it's not that big of a deal as long as you're just you know doing it as personal use whatever you can pay off pretty much anyone and that is a good segue into the next story which is when we had to uh, <laughs> I'm going to say we had to bribe people, but they really just extorted us. We didn't bribe them. They extorted us. So we went to Mexico. We've been to Mexico a couple times. It's just Cancun is so fun. It's one of those places you know what to expect. You show up. It's always, you know, what you're expecting. It's fun. It's pretty. The food is easy to like get to. You don't have to have a car. You really don't have to leave your resort at all if you don't want to. But taking excursions in Cancun is super easy. I love Cancun and would highly recommend it to anyone who hasn't, if you haven't gone out of the country or traveled much, but you want to, a good first place I think is Cancun, just because I think it's pretty easy. The people are super friendly, very tourist friendly. That's like their whole deal. So anyway, love Cancun, but the people who work at the hotels in Cancun don't necessarily love me. And I'll tell you why. Well, actually, they probably do love me because I pay them off every time. So the last most recent time is the story I'll tell you. And we went to Cancun. We were there. Was it for my birthday? No, I don't think so. It was just for fun. It felt like a birthday because, oh, it was for our anniversary. It's our, it was our Mexico anniversary. We had gone the year prior at the same time so when we went we said oh it's our anniversary and then of course they upgraded our room which was fabulous so we get an upgrade on our room and we have this suite that has its own like dipping pool plus a separate balcony and like a roof deck for you to like lay out on which that sounds great and everything and it was in the beginning but then we slowly realized that it probably was not the best room to be smoking in because the way that the balcony was set up it there was a hallway behind it that like the wind, like it led out to essentially it created a smoke tunnel. So whenever we were smoking on that balcony, it was just blowing back and down the hallway where all of the workers and all of the other guests were walking all the time. So we had a good first like day and a half and then we got a little bit too cocky about it and we were smoking in the middle of the daytime, smoking quite a lot. 
And we, of course, the guy just like pokes his head out, not even knocks on the door, pokes his head out so he can see us on our balcony. And he's like, um, hi, can you come open the door? (laughs) So we open the door and basically the guy's like, we know you're smoking weed and you can't smoke weed. So you got to stop smoking weed and you're in trouble, basically. And so my argument, I was like, the lifeguard sold this to us because prior, the morning prior, the lifeguard on the beach was like, you guys want some weed? You want some weed? Like coming up to us, like truly harassing us. We're like, no, we're good. We're good. And I was just like, I can't believe how much people like target us as weed smokers. Like he looked right at us and knew that we are weed smokers and tried to sell to us. So I'm like, you can't be mad at me. I didn't know that it wasn't allowed. I didn't know it wasn't allowed. Like the lifeguard like sells weed. Like I didn't know. And they were like, okay, okay. How about you just, um, you just give us some money. It's normally like whatever, this is the fee. But if you just give it to us, then we don't have to do any paperwork. And I was just like, okay, I know what that means. So we give him $100 and then he comes back. The guy comes back and he says, I think we're going to need to pay off my manager because he was just, I guess, the worker. And he went and the manager was like, okay, well, if you got 100, I want 100. So we give him another 100. And you would think that now that we paid them $200 that they would kind of like let it slide for the rest of our trip. But I must remind you that they change shifts. So after that happened, we were very paranoid and we were careful about it. We would wait till late night. We were way more slick, you know. And then we get to almost our last night. I believe it was our last night. And we are smoking on the balcony. We waited until late at night. And a guy comes and knocks on the door. This was like two nights before we left. A guy comes and knocks on the door. We're smoking late at night. And he's like, are you smoking in here? And basically I get him to go away. I'm like, no, it wasn't me. I think it was the neighbors. It was the neighbors above me. Wasn't me. The guy leaves. So we're lucky. Then we're like really paranoid. We're like, all right, well, we can't smoke anymore tonight. Let's wait. So we do not smoke again in in our apart I mean in our hotel room. We go down on the beach the next day. We smoked on the beach a few times. Wasn't as good because of course it was so windy. So we smoked on the beach and then this last night, it was our actual last night. We had our bags packed up and everything. We had a little bit of weed left, so of course we're going to try to smoke it so we don't have to waste it, of course. And we wait until like one in the morning, which is late when you're on vacation because you're tired. And we had a flight the next day at like, we had to get up at 10 (laughs) a.m. Does that seem, that's early for me. So we wait until late at night. We go out on the balcony. It's quiet. We're only on like the third or fourth floor right above the beach. So you can see right down on the beach very clearly. And we're just kind of looking out at the ocean. It's very quiet. We're smoking our blunt. And then both of us at the same time, it's almost like we were deer and we saw like a lion like in the woods, like we made eye contact. And there is a freaking security guard in his like white shirt. So the white shirt is like glowing in the moonlight. And all you see is like the little glowing light of his walkie talkie. And then you hear it go over or like whatever. Hola. And of course, within two seconds of us see, spotting him on the beach and him looking at us, he could see that we were smoking, like 100% could see the orange, like cherry of the blunt. So LK goes, Carly, go inside right now. Go inside, get up quietly and go inside. He's The guy's looking at us. So I'm like, I don't want to move. I feel like if I stay really still, maybe his, he's going to think his eyes are tricking him. But like, of course not. The guy could smell the weed. Of course, 
people in Mexico, when they smell our weed, they know that it's not that we they know that we brought it from California because of course it doesn't smell like the stuff that the lifeguard was selling, if you know what I mean. So it's not hard to uh, miss it when you're smoking and the guy's right in the way that the wind is blowing. So it probably blew right through his nostrils. As soon as I go into the balcony doors and I slip into the balcony doors, all I hear is banging on the door, banging like on the door. And I'm just silent. Like I'm frozen because I'm just like, oh my God, what is going to happen right now? Like we're going to get arrested in Mexico because it was so late at night. I was like nervous as to what might happen. And so I put my robe on, my little bathrobe, thinking that if I look like I'm just waking up, that I can like play it off. You know what I mean? So I put my robe on and LK is like out on the balcony, like disposing of all the evidence, whatever. And I go to the, the phone starts to ring, the hotel phone. So I pick up the hotel phone and there's, it's just like, there's no voice. Like it's so creepy. It rings, I pick it up and it stops ringing. And then once I hang the phone up, they start banging on the door again. It was a test to see, like call their phone, see if it rings, see if they answer it. So I go to the door and I open the door and I'm like, what? What's going on? Oh my God. And acting kind of confused and nervous. And when I tell you, neither of these men spoke any English at all. They did not speak any English, which is fine. They were the night shift. So I understand that that wasn't really part of their job. They probably don't have to interact with people very often. But it was not good because I didn't even know what they were saying. So they took out a translator app and... (laughs) Which maybe, honestly, in the end, I do feel that it ended up saving me that they didn't speak English because I feel like if they did, they would have been able to tell that I was lying. I don't know. But they come into the room. They're like, essentially, they get the translator app and they get the translator app to tell me, we need to come into the room. We smell marijuana. And of course, marijuana, when they say it in Spanish, it pretty much sounds just like English. So as soon as he said it, I was like, what? No, no, I don't smoke. No smoke, no smoke. And so of course they're like, we need to come in and search your room. And so because of that, I was like, um, okay, one second, I have to tell my boyfriend. So I'm like, Minovio, I have to tell him that you're coming in because he's going to be confused when two guys who don't speak English, come into the room while he's asleep. Because again, we're trying... I said, Domir, Minovio, Domir. I don't even know if that makes sense, but I said it into the translator app. They kind of understood and they were like, okay, okay. So I close the door for a second and they stand at the door. And I go in and I notice LK's in the shower. So I'm kind of like, okay. You know, I look around. I'm like, all right. I let them come in because I'm like, I don't know what to do. LK's in the shower. We don't even communicate because they would be able to hear me. I'm just like, they're coming in. And LK's like, okay. And the guys come in, and so they start looking through our stuff. They start going through the trash. They start looking through our trash, which, of course, had backwood guts in it. And as soon as they saw that, they started, like, really, like, searching. And I was like, no, tobacco. That's just tobacco because you can smoke cigars in Mexico. They actually sell them right on the beach, which it's such a, it's such a double standard. Anyway, so I'm like, that's just tobacco, and we smoked that on the beach, and I just threw the ones out that we didn't use. Anyway. They're not dumb. They know, they know what it's from, but they need to find evidence to be able to get me in trouble for anything. So they look through the trash and then really as the, they're going out onto the balconies and that's when I'm starting to get nervous because I'm like, I know that there's going to be like 
ash or he left the little ash cup out there or the a little roach or something. But luckily, this man that I'm with is so fucking smart. You know what this man did? He took all of the evidence into the shower with him and just like got it wet. Like he just got it all wet. He got he rinsed the ash cup down the sh- you know what I mean? So that it would, you know, was no longer really evidence. And as they're like looking through the trash and I'm starting to panic because at the time, I don't know that he has everything in the shower with him. This man, my man, walks out of the shower. The shower is like right in the room. It's one of those like sexy romantic honeymoon suites. So the bathroom is just like part of the room. There's no door, which honestly, I hated that. I didn't even use the restroom for like an entire week. It was terrible. (laughs) That's for another podcast. Anyway. So he walks out, butt ass naked, butt ass naked, hanging, everything hanging. And he goes, whoa, 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 what's going on? What's going on? And of course, the two Mexican guys turn around and they're like, I, oh my goodness, I delay. Oh my God, you're naked, I say. I'm like, babe, these guys think that we were smoking marijuana. No, 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 us? We don't smoke marijuana. And of course, he's standing there naked. He grabs his stuff. He's holding his junk in his hands. And the guys are like, oh, lo siento, lo siento. Ay, ay. And they're laughing. They're laughing. And they're so just shocked that this man just came out and fully flashed his junk at all of us just standing in the room that they get their walkie-talkies and they stand up and they say, sorry, sorry, sorry. Good night, good night. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And they left. (laughs) And that is the story of how my man's junk saved us from getting arrested in Mexico. He'll be really upset that I told that story. Not really. I don't think so. It was so worth it. If he didn't do that, I feel that they might have found some type of evidence that was on the other balcony. Who knows? We probably would have been out another freaking $500 because they were going to make us pay them. And that would have sucked. So anyway, I probably would not stay at that resort again. I won't name names since they'll probably like find out when I come to Mexico and then try to get me to bribe them all over again, extort me all over again. But yeah, so that was my, that would, I would say was the craziest one was definitely the Mexico thing because they came multiple times and the last time it had escalated so much and because we could not communicate, I was so pissed at myself because I feel like I know like, you know, enough Spanish to like very vaguely communicate. And when you're in a panicked moment like that, I could not think of anything. I, I didn't know what to say at all. All I, I just kept saying, I don't smoke. I don't smoke, which I should probably figure out well. And then they walk in, they see the freaking cigar things in the trash can. They're like, you definitely smoke. But I was just like, no marijuana, of course not. And yeah, so that was the last night in Mexico. My man's junk saved the day. Long story short, if you are going to travel and you are a pothead, be careful out there, guys. Don't be a dumbass like me. I'm really lucky that (laughs) those are the only situations I've gotten myself into. And I do plan on, I want to try to not worry about weed so much so that I can just travel and not have to think, oh my God, where will I get my next blunt? Because it's very like addict mindset and I feel like it's affecting my life. But that's a story for another day. This was fun. I hope this has reminded you guys of the fun of traveling, I guess. 
Um, I can't wait to take another trip. I feel like it's still kind of far in the future. And I am planning on doing some very exciting things. If you have made it this far in the podcast, you are deserving of a little sneak peek of what's going on in my life. So I'll give it to you. And I kind of want to get out of LA. I mean, not permanently, but I do feel like I might want to buy a little house somewhere else, you know, a little getaway. Um, Because I just feel like Corona and this whole 2020 year of just isolation and living across the country from my family during all of it, I'm just like, I need some, I need an escape from just the LA hustle and bustle. It's really depressing to be here during corona because it's just not the same you know so yeah that's a little sneak peek i don't know there's nothing set in stone but i'm thinking about uh maybe buying something a little property a little you know something so we'll see i'll keep you guys posted on that and thanks for listening to this podcast episode five. Oh my god i can't wait to just be on episode 200 maybe i'll be a lot better by then And I hope you guys are doing well and staying healthy and staying positive because I do think, you know, hopefully things are going to get better. Uh, But stay safe out there, guys. I love you. Make sure you check out my YouTube, Carly Bell on YouTube. I have some exciting things coming this month. And I will talk to you guys in my next episode. Hope you have a good week. Love you. Bye.